Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are today. Uh, today I have a very special guest. This is Dave Hampton uh, with a bit about crypto, um, the Robo Recruiter. And today I have a special guest uh, from a, a young place called Yop Finance, Y-O-P Finance. His name is also Dave uh, Burrells, right? And he is the chief operating officer of uh, this uh super interesting uh finance uh product company that's that's going to change the world in certain regards so dave without further ado thank you so much for being with me and being with us today how's everything going thank for you, you? it's going well thank you thank you very much for having me likewise man appreciate you being here so so why don't you why don't you i, I know i gave a brief introduction but what tell us about yourself and choose yourself tell us you know maybe hopefully i didn't butcher the introduction in that regard you know but introduce yourselves and uh, by all means, tell us how you got to be where you are today. Sure. So my name is Dave Burrows. I'm the, as I said, we're saying the COO for Yop Finance. And Yop Finance is a, a DeFi section for Pluto Digital. Uh, we've been, uh, the company's been around since January last year. And uh, the we've uh, been running Yop since, uh, well, we took the project on last September. So actually, I think it might be a year tomorrow. It is. It's the anniversary tomorrow, yeah, of, of us taking over yacht. Um, it's been a hell of a year. I think we took it over a Bitcoin was probably sixty odd thousand or something. Yeah, 50, and it, uh, fifty thousand before it went to seventy in November, right? So <laughs> or sixty-nine, forgive me, forgive yeah. me. And then and then it's yeah, and then it's not not there anymore. And I think it's eighteen nineteen now, so it's been yeah. a heck of a yeah. yeah. Um, you know yeah it's it'll be completely different by the time we finish this this podcast anyway so you know (laughs) so volatile it's bonkers but yeah so we took over we took over yop finance and um yeah it's we've uh we've grown it into a, a platform that basically is providing uh yield on your cryptocurrency so you know connect your wallet up and actually earn something on it so a bit like you would if you were hoping to earn money in a bank. You know, you can just put your money in there and earn interest on it while it's lent out. And that's exactly what we do with Yop. We take your crypto, lend it into different DAO lending pools, and then earn a, earn a, earn a yield on it. So, uh, yeah, it's basically doing what the banks are supposed to be doing, but better. Now's a good time to do it too, right? Because interest rates are like 6%, 7%. I mean, the housing market crisis is about to occur yet again, right? Uh, I mean, it's like it's like uh, deja vu. I mean, thirteen years later, or whatever the case may be today. I mean, it's just it's just absurd, man. Like, it just well, yeah, it, it shows that um, it shows that DeFi needs more adoption. Crypto needs more adoption because the same problems are still happening in in the uh, traditional finance world. So we clearly need to work harder in our in our DeFi world. <laughs> Yeah, and so so in terms of yup, so like let's just say that someone like uh like a, a, a you know dare I say a normal consumer right someone who let's just say someone who owns a house, uh you know wife two kids, you know in in middle USA America or middle middle UK right kind of thing, I mean if they're interested in in I mean like I said I'm not a financial advisor, not financial advice, but my my thought would be like right now since the dollar is surging, you know everyone else is currency is 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 uh, plunging right strong dollar but this, I mean, it's just it's just so so deja vuish um <laughs> uh but if they right now would be a time to like hold 
right? The the currency that you have. I mean, that that especially if you're if you're uh, if you have a dollar, to hold that, right? And if you put it into like uh, a CD, this would be a good. You know, that that's because the interest rates are going up, right? So now it's like where you hold and you save and you don't spend because inflation's been off off the chains, and now it, you're trying to curve it, and so now it's gonna be worth more than you know it's been worth less until now, and so they come to you and they're like, all right, what what um uh how can you help me like what what's the what are the advantages of me coming to you guys and and how does that differ from like putting it into a cd per se mm. so that kind of thing i mean I, and I'm trying, yeah so i think the most difficult part of of doing DeFi the proper way is that it's it's the self-custody piece it's the fact that you need to have a metamask wallet or something that's compatible with wallet connect and it doesn't matter how easy we make our product to use or appealing or how good the returns are that that piece of the puzzle is a bit clunky at the moment in in the crypto world and it's something that's, that's out of our control because you need to have your own wallet and it, it's been built in a way that it's friendly for developers um it's very much um built for developers by developers and when you know your average person that you know might struggle with a computer or something you know, something's breaking they just want to turn it off and forget about it yeah if you're at level you're going to struggle sometimes with a metamask wallet but if you can get your head around having a metamask wallet having crypto in it easy because all you do is connect it to our product and then you take for example the bitcoin that's in it click into our vault deposit into the vault and then that will then start earning yield and the way it earns yield is we take it out of our smart contract so the vault is a smart contract we move it into a smart contract that is a lending contract so what that means is it's a bit like a bank a bank will take your money and it will pay you a small amount back say one percent probably 0.1 percent maybe less right. and then what it does is it then lends that to people on credit cards and it might charge them 17%. And the difference, the bank keeps. You know, So this difference between, say, 1% and 17% is what the bank keeps. What happens in crypto never is... Mind fact, excuse me, never mind the fact that when, they, when you deposit money in the bank, they have uh, the multiplier of 10, right? You give them a dollar, it's $10 to them, right? That's what they're... <laughs> yes. Right. Don't forget about that. I mean, that's you know, <laughs> nobody really uh, talked about that part, right? So... Yes, I mean, there is that. <laughs> um so yeah anyway, so we take ahead. it we we'll put it into this lending contract and that will give you a return say it gives you five percent and then that will be lent out at six percent and then the difference is usually consumed in processing power and gas fees that sort of thing so no one's really taking a cut on that and that's how you're able to get a better return when you're borrowing and lending crypto and actually borrow at a lower rate as well so so let's just say I'll, I'll just put myself as an example right let's just say i'm like all right i have a metamask wallet uh i got bitcoin and i deposit let's just say a nominal amount of bitcoin which isn't nominal for bitcoin but we'll just say a thousand dollars thousand 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 dollars worth of bitcoin okay you take that thousand dollars worth of bitcoin how long should i uh be advised to keep it in to to earn uh, a certain yield that kind of thing and what's what is that compound to uh over over that time mm. so the the good thing is that you can move in and out whenever you want 
There is okay. no there's no lock in period. There's no lock in. Okay, all right, that's good. That's good. Good. But we only do a harvest on the on the APY from the smart contracts about once a month. So okay. if you put it in and take it out the next day, okay. Let me explain this a bit. <laughs> so yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm putting you on the spot, but I think this is this is good. I mean, I'm intrigued. yeah, no, yeah, I agree. So we there's two parts that make up what you get in your in your interest in your yield. Okay, you get a base APY, and then you get okay. a boosted APY. So okay. let me just deal with the base APY first. The base APY is we take your Bitcoin, put it into the lending pool. That will then sit there, and then once a month we'll harvest the yield harvest the return so if you put it in and then take it straight back out you probably won't get anything because you haven't been in there very long if you okay, leave it in so there for a month we put it in there we leave it in for a month okay and then and let's just say i'm impatient i'm like all right i've waited a month let me see my so i want it <laughs> yeah so you do that and you'll get your base apy so that could be say eight nine ten percent okay and that will be and that will be returned in bitcoin so you put your Bitcoin okay. in and then a month later, you take out your Bitcoin and you've got 10% more. Okay. But there's a bonus to that. So that's your base APY. What we do is we boost that. So when you, if you put in your Bitcoin and then take it straight back out, you might not have any Bitcoin because of no harvest has happened, but you'll notice that there's some YOP tokens. And that's because we boost the APY with YOP tokens. So okay. if you put it in, leave it for a month, take it out, you might get 10% on your Bitcoin, but then you'll get a further, say, 20% on your tokens. So you're going to get 35%. Depending on how much you put in, you, you can get significant amounts back. But it does get even better because we've got a staking contract as well. So if you put your YOP into the staking contract, your YOP tokens into the staking contract, mm -hmm. that will lock them in, but you can choose between three months and five years, so you don't have to lock it in forever. Okay. If you put YOP into that and you've got Bitcoin in the vault, it can boost the YOP tokens you're getting back, so you get even more of an APY. So you get base APY in the, the token denomination that you've, you put into the lending pool okay. you'll get a boost on top of that and then if you're staking your in the separate staking contract you get another boost on top of that and some people have been saying the thing is, is variable apys are, are the important thing because it it needs to be variable depending on liquidity market conditions blah blah blah, blah. right because of that it's sometimes hard to track. We say 75 or sorry, 35%. Some people have been reporting getting 72% APY on their returns. Wow. It's and the reason, the reason, and when I talk to people about that, that wow is usually the reaction. But the reason yeah. people it could, be, it could be true. So I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> it the, the bongus thing is people do their research, but they look at us and go, Well, you're brand new. So how can I trust you? You know, some of these platforms have been around, say, brand new. Some of these platforms have been around two years. We've been around since May. You know, I said a year, but we, it's a year since we took the, pro the, the project on. We went live in February with our private launch, live in May with our public yeah. launch. So people look at us and go, you're new. How can I trust you? 
know, lots of this is the problem. There's no regulation in, in this industry. So loads of people are getting scammed and rug pulls. So right. they, they worry. They worry about investing with us because they've not seen us. Being, we haven't been around the block long enough. And they, we sit there and go, we can give you 75 percent. And they go, yeah, don't trust you. No, <laughs> please. Well, so, so dare I ask this? I mean, I, I, and just forgive my curiosity, but this is kind of like the, one of the best and worst parts of me. Like I, I kind of I, I'm intrigued by a lot of things. So as an operational guy or, I mean, a finance guy, like how do you guys, I'm just going to ask the super question. How do you guys make money off of this? Like how, how, how do you, how, what's the, and if you don't have, if, you, if I'm prying too much, just tell me, Hey Dave, you're prying too much, but, but I'm super curious, like uh, just from a business standpoint, like how are you guys, okay, we, I give you a thousand dollars of Bitcoin, you put it in, you're, you're, are you doing what you described earlier, which is like, all right, you're lending it out like a bank would or out here. So you're getting kind of like, like you're, it's like kind of like you're wholesaling my Bitcoin to a certain degree. Is that is that is that accurate? Am I on the right track? So no, what we do is we'll take a percentage of the returns. So you okay. earn, say you earn ten percent, we might take one percent and give you nine percent back. Gotcha. So that's how you okay. make money on it. So we're making we 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 just take a cut of the profit. Understood. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So you're kind of like the, the credit card machines, right? You know, hey, we provide the tool, right? You swipe the credit card, we get 3% for using our tool, Mr. Businessman and customer. That's free for you. It's, it's your convenience, right? That's the cost of doing business uh, with our machine. That's kind of the thing, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But oh, even then, right. the, returns are, the returns are still bonkers. So. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm interested. Like I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm intrigued, and I'm, I, I, as a customer, am interested. So we. But the good thing is, uh, we, we, the idea behind this is, and this is how we want to make it sustainable. We have made it a sustainable model. Whereas you might get a lot of protocols that will create tokens and then give them all away, and then the people that go in early get rich, and the people that stick around aren't. What we've done is, the. So the tokens, obviously, there's a finite supply of your tokens. Okay. And we're giving we're giving these out to boost the returns people get. Now, right. as our returns, as our TVL grows, we're getting profit. So the plan being that when, as as our supply of your tokens that we're giving out goes down, uh-huh. and our profits are going up, we then start buying those tokens back from the market, so we can uh-huh. then keep giving that to boost returns so it's almost like a dividend in that respect you know you're, oh, paying, okay. you're buying back from the market in order to and then, and then you keep the supply going okay all right okay i, I <laughs> that's that's intriguing uh, yeah, and, and the, the modeling is all all work all makes sense so and i just yeah and with, with again these aren't they aren't all good questions they aren't you aren't prying we we're we're trying to do something in DeFi that we don't think is being done well enough. We're trying to be transparent. We aren't trying to hide anything. We're not. You know, we're not going to apologize for saying that we. You know, this is how we make money. We're a business. We're trying to make money. We're making yeah. you more money. Right. No. No. I. I. I get that. I mean, that, that's the whole. I mean, that's the thing. Is like you're basically saying, "Hey, come, come, partner up with us. You make money. We make money. Right. You get lion's share. We get a little bit. Right. If we get more of you guys getting the lion's share, then we get this. It just. It just. It's a scratch my back, scratch your back kind of situation. And you guys aren't. Uh, 
like hiding hiding that fact. And I and, and and nor should you apologize or be apologetic or be ashamed of it. I mean, yeah, you you are a business. I mean, and I want you to make money. Like, but I mean, uh, you know, the question as a customer always comes down to why should I give you my money for you to make do business and me what am I getting back in return? That's the that's the transactional customer consumer type mentality, if you will, right? Some yeah, consumer. Or beyond I that, think it's yeah. important. If you look at look at Celsius, prime example was Celsius. People were piling their money and piling their crypto in, and they're getting given these great returns. Nobody asked how they were getting them. They just went, "Look, you're giving me a lot <laughs> of money." They appeared, right? Yeah, yeah happy. We sit there and we literally write blog posts about this. We've got analytics and dashboards showing you where we're putting your crypto to earn that money so in theory you could do this yourself you wouldn't get the boost and you'd have to do it all manually yeah. so we're yeah, taking away all the pain. That. yeah so so essentially like you're i mean it's like it's like uh um what's the like it'd be i mean so this is a form of investing and rather than giving it to like a wealth advisor who said all right give us you know this, this how much money you want, to, you want to get and they and they put it in Instead of them telling you, hey, and showing you, hey, this is where we put it in, uh, this is what it's giving back, you, you, you kind of don't see that. But with you guys, you're seeing that. And it's right yeah. there. And if you want to if you want to be like, all right, I don't need you guys anymore. We can go. I can go just my own, which I'm sure happens, right? Then you're like, all right, go for it, you know? But, I mean, this is what you're giving up, right? And that's the trade-off, that kind of thing. So, exactly. yeah. And, that, and that's what it – I mean, it always comes down to a trade-off. So, so tell me, I mean, so we're – I mean, do you guys have you guys signed up? Has this been been fruitful? Have you guys signed up a lot of people, uh, enterprises, companies? Like, how, how are you guys going B two B, B two C? How is this? What's your target uh, audience or market? So this is this is very much retail. We've spoken, but well, we before crypto winter kicked in, we were talking to a fair few institutions that were getting interested. I yeah. think, as we were saying earlier, the price of Bitcoin was turning everyone's head. Right. Um, that. I, and I think the funny thing was that when we, we were speaking to these institutions, there were a couple of people that were you know, crypto native in in that in the companies. And when we we're having these meetings with all these guys in suits and they're saying, they go, well, you know, this is moving a lot quicker than we usually move with things. And I think, OK, that's, that's positive. I, I understand that. I've worked in big banks. I know things take the time, you know, your due diligence and make sure you're comfortable. And then the markets just went. So all the institutions we were wow. talking to just went, oh, brilliant. Now we've not got a rush. <laughs> we can right. take yeah. time. But I get it. We were, you know, we were looking at different things. Again, regulation made it difficult. We were looking at things like ETFs, you know, Bitcoin ETFs, and yeah, we, we need and, and people that there's the desperate like Gemini and Grayscale. There's a lot of people and institutions that are trying to make these a legal thing, but they're that they keep getting pushback and the reason people want these products is because if you're working in a, in a trader a trader's not allowed to just get a wallet and buy bitcoin you know they 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 can't take that risk and the they can't work with uh, things that aren't regulated by the sec so no. they want they want standard you know, market regulated market products they're allowed to deal with so that's why you know it's bitcoin etfs are, are, are such a a need or a want in in that area yeah yeah so i mean are you guys are you guys working with uh like us-based entities or us-based consumers or how is that i would love to uh i've tried reaching out to 
Um, I, I'm working. You know, there's, there's the the Digital Chamber of Commerce that we were working with in the US. Um, you know, there's there's the Crypto UK guys that do a similar thing in the UK. There's uh, Blockchain for Europe in the EU and, and uh, Blockchain for Canada. So various different bodies that we're trying to work with to talk about how we can work better in their jurisdictions. Um, But we keep hitting roadblocks. I think we're we're desperately trying to, we're trying to be, say, the grown-up in the room. We're we're desperately trying to do things the right way and and get regulated wherever we can and make sure that we're not being seen as cowboys. We aren't aren't trying to rug pull. We aren't trying to scam people. We want to do everything by the book. And we... Prime example is that we had an office in Gibraltar, and Gibraltar is known for being crypto friendly. They've got a lot of DEXs out there, a lot of crypto companies. So we applied for a license, and everything was going brilliant. They they're very welcoming to crypto companies. They they really want to work with you and and make it a success. They they're not the company that they're not the country that says no. They're the one that says no. But how can we help you to make this work? And we got to the point where we were walking through our process and they said, so you take this crypto and you, you put it into this DAO lending pool. We're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so how do you, you know, how do you make sure, you know, what else is in there? It's like, well, we can do KYC and AML. And they're like, no, 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 not what you put in there. What other people have put in there. We're like, well, it's a DAO. It's, it's unregulated. They're like, well, that's that's not safe we can't give you a license so the the regulators just haven't caught up even if you try and be the best you can be the regulators haven't caught up with the industry to work out how you're going to interact with the rest of the industry yeah that i i i that's an interesting point because i mean the here's the here's the count it's it's counterintuitive to them from the standpoint of like and this is what i i just i just whittle it down to um control and power right i mean the problem with the de- let's just call it a spade a spade a decentralized or- uh, autonomous organization is there's no head there's no there's no person who who takes the fall there's no person who takes the lead it's all by consensus which ironically is what we call a democracy right or a republic right i mean that's isn't that what we're all supposed to be living in in this world that's like that's I mean, time I heard. <laughs> like and, and and so i'm just because that's i mean that's the whole idea the, uh you know the adao right that's and and their reluctance to let go of those reins and like yeah that doesn't that's not safe well it's because you guys aren't in control that's why you it, it's you you're unwilling to surrender what you've already been accustomed and that's that you know goes back to the you know absolute power corrupts corrupts absolutely so they're used to they're like you know it's like they've uh, been they've been given that id that they're like yeah i'm not giving up this id but you know that's it's just um it's, it's kind of addicting in that regard. I, 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 that's my my take on that. Yeah. So. <laughs> and there's different challenges everywhere. I mean, Gary Gensler, you got to love him. I think. Yeah. I think he's. <laughs> yeah. I think sure. He he's. I think he's said that crypto is a security so many times that if he suddenly woke up one day and realized it's not, he wouldn't be able to say it's not because he's he, he's backed himself into a corner right uh, i i don't think you can I, I don't believe that the fact that the the howey test and the current securities law is 
something that you can truly use against crypto. And a prime example is when he says the the only the only crypto that's not a security is Bitcoin. Okay. The definition of a security is that you expect it to earn you, you know, a higher ret higher return. So if I take Bitcoin, I'm fine because it could go up and down. Fine, it's like whatever. It's like gold. It's a commodity. Whatever. But if I then stake Bitcoin or lend it, surely then it's going to earn a yield and a return. It could be a security. So you, it's not black and white. That's the, that's the difference with crypto between crypto and security. There, are, there's there's many different utilities for crypto that could classify it separately to to what it might have been in one state and i think yeah, that's it, the flexibility it, that needs to be built in yeah it, it it's what's what's conceptually hard to understand about like like being classifying the security versus like what's typically classified security right like stocks right you buy a stock okay what does that get you like you're 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 like uh a point you know zero zero percent owner of company xyz okay what does that mean like okay you're you're buying it so that it, so that what they're doing produces value so that it goes up by holding that that's really it like bitcoin as an example i mean bitcoin the irs is classified as property really so so by default property is supposed to be the one asset class that will go up because as property gets bought up and there's less of it it produces yep. a scarcity right inflation right Exactly. There's so, so there's, there's the, and then, and then, the, and then the property is divisible to a certain degree. You can chop it up, but you gotta like divide, you know. But, but it's not portable, right? It's not. So that's, you know, that's that's the part of Bitcoin that's like, oh, it's portable. You can take it anywhere you want. You know? But you know, Bitcoin's like, it's like, it's the only true decentralized form of asset security, like you know, whatever you want to call it. It's not a currency. I mean, even though I think that was the idea behind it. Um, but it, it is, I mean, in terms of sound money, it, it hits all the definition of what sound money is, right? Scarcity, uh, it's portable, it's uh, divisible, right? I mean, it's it's decentralized. I mean, these are the four main characteristics, right? There's, it, it's just, um, but it, it's an interesting, so I mean, I, man, it, it's an interesting dilemma because uh, they, they just, they haven't, they, and I mean, in, like the gray haired, they just don't they they don't know how to respond man that's like they're just they're they're really stumped they're really that's what i think i mean it's bright as bright as they are they're really stuck in their old way of thinking and i think that's gonna so i'm not being trying more so they die yeah prime example you know you just said it, that it was originally seen as a, a form of of cash and and even in even in crypto you've got roger ver going well that's not it's not designed you know, it's too slow for what it was designed for so i'm going to make bitcoin cash and that's going to be cash and so even even in in crypto we're with you know there's, there's factions of fighting and different things going off in different directions yeah. and yet you know, the sec come along and go it's all one thing you're like even we don't agree it's the same within our you know little bubble yeah, yeah exactly how can you just come along go, yeah you can't just like say like from a high on high up it's like defined as this you don't know what you're talking about like that's the thing it's like right and and uh so i mean so so dave i mean let's let's just I, I won't say we'll get into all of it, uh, but let's just talk about like the elephant in the room in terms of DeFi and how it came to be, right? I mean, and let's just let's just backtrack a little bit. Let's you know do a little. Uh, I'm not a history teacher. I was used to be an English teacher, but 
let's just go back to my experience to 08, okay? In 08, 07, 06, 07, 08, myself, I was going to school at NYU, getting uh, a master's degree in forensic psychology, and I was literally, I, what I remember viscerally is I was at the gym, at uh, NYU's gym, on TV, and then talking about, like, the, the banks, you know, defaulting, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm, A, I'm glad I'm in school, I'm not have to worry about the job, but B, how are they letting this happen? Like my, 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 I mean, I'm 41. So that's 13 years ago. So I'm 29 At 29. I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, this isn't right. You guys knew what you were doing. You did it anyways. And now you're saying, yeah, we can't let them fail because I'm probably grossly oversimplifying this. I mean, so forgive me for that, but, but now, but now we're saying, yeah, we gotta, we gotta give them money so that they don't fail because this could implode the entire financial system. And I'm like, you know what? I'm thinking to myself, let it. Like, we need to restart. We need to reboot. We need, like, I mean, this isn't, if this is the way it's culminated, then then you guys have been screwing up for 100 years doing it this way or whatever, you know. I mean, this is, so, I mean, what what's your, and, 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 I'll, and, I'll, and I'll leave you with this in terms of, you know, your, your point to take it, take it on is, that's why I think was, that's what I think was the starting point of DeFi. I mean, it, it, it's like uh, Bitcoin was was the paper start like it was written and and published in 08, right? That's when it started coming about, and then that's and then then five years later, it's really now it's people talk about Bitcoin for transaction, et cetera, et cetera. But that's where I think this idea of DeFi started because it was basically like a a like a revolution or an anti like central uh, uh, a central finance system. I mean, thoughts. Yeah, I mean- so, so I, I was I was lucky in that I was working at JP Morgan when it was all going on. So everything else is kind of falling around, hitting the ground. <laughs> okay. And Jamie Diamond's just hoovering up everything, left, right, and center. We'll have that for a dollar, that for a dollar. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, which I felt a bit sorry for them later on when they go, right, and now we're going to sue that company, but they don't exist. You bought them, so now we're suing you. You're like, wait a minute, you told me to buy them. So apart from that bit, um, wow. it was a mess. It was a complete mess. Um, and, yeah, and as you say, so September 08, I think it was, where a lot of the companies were getting started getting bailouts. Yeah. End of October 08, this, this white paper from some you know, anonymous Satoshi, right. Satoshi turns out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. January 09, I think it was that Bitcoin came into being and was going to revolutionize money. You can't print anymore. It solved the double spend problem and you know, all these challenges of virtual currencies that have been tried in the past. Um, and I think unless you were, a hardcore believer it was just laughed at i don't think people cared about it i remember finding out about it myself in 2012 and i just couldn't i couldn't get my head around it it was yeah. this thing that you could buy but you couldn't sell and or you didn't want to sell it like you, you could <laughs> buy it but you don't want to sell it but like but you don't want to like use it but it's like but i'm like what then why like my my thought on Bitcoin at that like when I first I'm like but you're buying you're buying Bitcoin with a currency, and you're you're exchanging and then you're saying that it's worth you're going to be worth more it's better than this but you're using this to buy that like you're 
Like it just to me, like the trade, like I'm like, wait, but you're trading this for that, and you're saying this is better. I'm like, that how is that? How is that? I mean, with gold, you buy a piece of gold and it's gold, right? It's implicit. Like it, people already yeah. believe that it's scarce, right? People already believe that it. it's it's like uh it's valuable, right? I mean, it's, it's precious. Use. <laughs> right? That was my thing. I could like I, I couldn't get around that, right? And then it's I mean, like and, it's it's not real. How's yeah. that? How's that right? It's like, where is it? Like, where is it? Well, it's on your wallet. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. I mean, it's when they started talking about mining and you're like, yeah, you mine it. And I was just like, okay, I, you've lost me now. Yeah, you really I know. <laughs> right. And then like, well, think about how gold is mine. I'm like, yeah, they have like diggers. They have this. What are you talking about? Like, like yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah. But that wasn't the, that wasn't the bit that really blew my mind. I mean, it confused the hell out of me. Yes, but yeah. it was when it was a couple of years later, you know, because you had a few, you know, forks that that jumped off of Bitcoin, and people right. were trying to work yeah, out the next thing to do and the next thing to right. do. And every time a new blockchain was created, the use case almost immediately went out the window because another one was created that was doing that plus. And then Vitalik was watching all this and said, "Well, wait a minute. Why couldn't I just?" Instead of building the apps, why don't I just build the phone and then people can build the apps on my blockchain? I haven't got why build a blockchain that does it all. I can just build a blockchain and let people program on it. Yeah. And then once Ethereum came, it all suddenly made sense. You could see the use case for Ethereum versus the use case for blockchain. So for, for Bitcoin was just, which, yeah, and all of a sudden, that was just an explosion of explosion of growth and the, yeah. the ability to to program a smart contract an infallible smart contract you know that you suddenly you suddenly knew you could take humans out of the loop i mean I, I so when i started at jp morgan i had to get out of bed at five in the morning go into work and process these trades and sometimes there were loads sometimes there were none but you had to be there and i got so fed up, I, I said, "Let's. I, this has got to change." No, nope, it's always been like this. Always will. Typical bank answer. Um, and I was like, "Right, right." In that case, I'm gonna. I'm. I don't. I, I'm up for the challenge. So I taught myself to code, and I automated it. But standard, just building code. We automated it, but we still had to check the results. You knew that if you built a contract on Ethereum and did it properly, you didn't yeah. need to check the results because right. it was. You couldn't. It was, it was on the chain. It was just yeah. locked in. There it is. Yeah. Nothing's gonna change and break it. Once it's working, it works. Yeah. And that was the beauty of it. Yeah. Sud- and then suddenly seeing the real life applications of it suddenly kicking in. Yeah. The the, exa- the example I first was given was you know we talk about farmers in Africa that couldn't afford insurance because it was just you know it was too costly. There was too much human overhead. You suddenly put a smart contract in there with some oracles and apis that will say right if it doesn't rain for seven days the smart contract will be able to tell you that from api the contract kicks in pays out done no humans in the loop like suddenly insurance costs come way down right and all these farmers yeah. can suddenly actually buy insurance this and then people say oh there's no use for crypto you, you're creating your own problems to solve it's like no there's so oh. many problems out there that oh, can be solved. yeah I mean, think, just think about like transacting on, on like a house purchase, right? You don't need the paper, the person writing. Oh. Up the, like, I mean, 
right? That's there's there's a smart contract right there. Boom, call it an NFT, whatever. But that that's what it represents digitally. That's what you need. You just sell it. Okay, boom, just transfers over here to that. You know, right? Money comes in the bank. Boom, done. Right? That's. Yeah. I mean, that you don't need any like that's that that's what we're trending towards. That's. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. De DeFi and crypto are very good at creating their own problems. But Indeed. that doesn't that doesn't mean that it's a useless technology. I mean, there are you know, you start going, well, we've got I mean, it's the best story ever. Is we've created a blockchain and is is there's a finite amount of Bitcoin on it. So you know there'll never be any more. So you, know, you can't create it's done, double spend, no problem, perfect. But when does if I create a second blockchain or a third blockchain? You're like, oh. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, you're ruining the point. There was supposed to be one, and then we go, okay, it's okay. I've got that. I've got that. Let's think on a bridge. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Well, and that's the beauty. I think that's the beauty of humanity, man. And like, it's just the creativity that comes about from like. I mean, it, there's, there's. Uh, I mean, think, think about it like this. I mean, I, this, I, I've heard this analogy before, but think about like, think about when flight was invented, mm -hmm. right? Like, we're talking like 1920, right? We're talking a hundred years ago when flight was literally invented, right? And look where it's gone from, from like now you go from like a one, like one, you know, a two propeller plane with one person in it or two people in it. So now you have like, you know, Emirates, like you do got a bar on, you got a bar on the plane. You got like, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like you're traveling in like a mansion across the sea. You know, that's like, I mean, this is, this is where it's gone. The, the evolution of it, right? I mean, so I, I think that's, I mean, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, it, you and I won't be around in a hundred years unless we find like the fountain of youth or something like that. Um, but uh, you know, it's just we're on. We're, we're at least we're at least ten years in, and you know, I think the next you know forty fifty years are going to be really great. You know, I plan on living another forty years. So. Yeah, I think people look for problems though. It's like when the motor car was invented, people complained that they broke down or they weren't as you know you couldn't go as far as you could on a horse it's like yeah okay that's the current limitation like the, the transaction speed on a blockchain right but there's so many we, there's so many other problems it solves that we right yeah now on. you don't have to worry about the horse dying or like you know the me too tire oh. like now you can go faster right it's more i mean it's it's just like i mean it, it's the, the problems like yeah they came about but then it's like all right well how do we fix that and then and then it just evolved it, it, that's evolution right isn't that like the like that's just that's like you know going from Neanderthals to like you know human. Like it's just it's just like or to you know to to who we are today is uh, is man, right? It's Homo Homo sapien. Um, Something I'm keen on at the moment is, and I'm just come back from holiday, so you know you, you you sit there, you think about the world and all its problems, and everything kind of slows down for a minute. And uh, I've suddenly realised the reason I got into blockchain was because the banks drove me insane that, yeah i was yeah. doing automation and then we looked at how we could automate it further and could we replace swift with a blockchain it was never going to happen then luckily it's being looked at now but if you take it back to first principles and we go right let's just instead of creating we have got a lot of problems but it's a lot of innovation and, and, and disruption happening if we take it back to what the problems in banking that wound me up were client onboarding you know kyc things like that yeah. okay if we started using nfts to hold personal data only the pieces of data that 
are actually needed could be released. So brilliant. Right. We can also ensure that that doesn't that NFT is is non fungible in the name, so right. no can be copied. So we know that that's legitimate data. So we haven't got to sit there and go, okay, I need a thousand people to verify this. Right. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Secondly, we've got two days for a bloody trade to get settled. Are you kidding me? You know, and and so we're sitting there waiting for all this stuff. Put it on a blockchain. It's yeah, or, or just depositing of money, right? Like when you deposit oh. money, like, you got to wait three days. Like what? No, it's there. Like what are you talking about? I physically went and put it in. I should be able to, like that. I'm like, I'm like, I was like, as a teenager, I was like, wait, what are you talking about? I, I just want my money. Like I just put money in. Like oh, you got to wait for the. I'm like, no, it, you, you have it. It's, it's right it's there. there. Like, yeah. It's like <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like what? Oh. Yeah. So but then, and then there's the end, the endless amounts of processing and paper that kept being moved around the office and the operational overhead you know you're sitting again i used to work my my little floor had 200 people on it moving pieces of paper around like, i want to create a company i want to create a DeFi company if it's got 200 people working on it i want them writing smart contracts so if yeah. i get a new client i don't have to hire a new team because i've got a crappy unscalable operation right. i just go deploy the smart contracts for that yeah. area oh there you go yeah so oh. so are you are you guys so i mean are you guys in um are you guys growing growth mode are you guys like hiring any right now or is how's that going for you are you guys kind of like waiting for the market to kind of steady or what what's what what are your uh thoughts on that so we've got a bit of both in in the DeFi area. It's very much uh, building, looking at what we've got, seeing how we can push because it, we need to we need to see this winter out and really you know start to see how we can grow. And as I was saying before, the winter we had a lot of interest in institutions and potentially looking at ETFs and, and other products that you know that that noise has gone quiet. But one of the exciting areas that we're looking at at the moment, and I and I think we're really ahead of the game on this was as far as you can be is we're looking at metaverse gaming um okay. and if you look at if you look at a lot of the the crypto games that are out there at the moment they're they're basically glorified DeFi. they're they're really 1980s video games yeah. really yeah. crap you're just doing DeFi. but what we're doing is we've got right we want to do a triple a game so you know you're, you're talking about your gran turismo your, your top top level games and it takes a long time to do that, but we've started building that now with an aim to build it over three years. Depending on funding, we can you know, reduce that time down by adding more resource. So we've got that going right now. Now, the beauty I see in, in the gaming part is if you talk to people in crypto, you know, as, as I was saying earlier about DeFi, the, the most difficult part I see is getting people to trust it enough to part with their money. So in DeFi, they're like, well, I could buy it, but it might go down, it might go up, or what, you know, it might get hacked or whatever. In gaming, in just traditional gaming, people have already made this conscious decision. They're buying a game, and then they buy all these skins and upgrades, and mm -hmm. they're, they're spending all that money already. Yeah. So to then say to them, okay, if what you buy in game is now an NFT, and you could trade it or sell it, worst case scenario, it goes to zero and you're in exactly the same position you're in now but it might go up in value it might stay at the same whatever you can sell it so when you go and play another game or the next version you're not just going all that money i've invested in that ecosystem is just gone and written off we can take it with you the challenge is going to be ensuring you're creating the triple a game experience because right. otherwise the gamers will just go 
I'm happy to waste that money. I want the experience of that right. game. They like the game. Yeah. Like that, why am I bothering? So, right. and, and the game itself, Resurgence, it's a, I mean, I'm loving it. The storyline is epic. It's 10 years in the future. We've got this Elon Musk character that's going to send everyone to Mars, but the world's just going to crap. You know, yeah. there's, there's another COVID, there's, you know, global warming, everything's just going wrong. And this guy's gone, right, I'm not getting you to Mars, but what I'll do is I'll stick you in these cryopods and we'll just wait it out. So the people that have bought these Gen Zero NFTs, they're going to get in these cryopods, they'll wait it out. They wake up a thousand years later and the Earth's been taken back by nature and you re, you've got to rebuild the Earth into your communities and, and take it on. And there's, But there's lots of twists because obviously a thousand years, there's lots of different... Yeah animals and things like that and ecosystems going on and so yeah it, it's really interesting and i think that what i love about the way the the game is being developed is you look at a lot of traditional games and it's a case of we're going to start building it and we release it in two or three years we are releasing nfts in different parts of the story over the development cycle of the game so you can build the community now and really get the interaction and, and the, you know, the storyline going with different things that are going on and then the full game gets released and, and then it's just going crazy. And some of the ideas are just the, the, the characters and the story writing. It's so, like I said, I'm I'm a finance guy, let's, I, let's face it. But I haven't played a computer game since FIFA 96. Oh, yeah. But watching these guys and what they do, suddenly I'm really getting interested in gaming. It's, it's something that the creativity tied in with the, the crypto ecosystem is brilliant. And, it looks like it's the next logical thing in crypto. It's uh, it, like I said, the, the the ecosystem of gaming is just it's set up for NFTs, um, and I think if we can grasp that, provide that AAA quality game, I think uh, I think it's going to be brilliant. And you've got to get ahead of it now. If if you start building when gaming is the crypto thing, you're screwed because it takes years to develop that quality of a game. You can't just knock it out in a garage over the weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think we're making it an early bet, but I think it's a good one. Okay. Awesome. Well, Dave, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. How do how do people uh get a hold of you or your team? Uh, you know, drop drop some information on that. And then and then especially like, I mean, before you do that, what one question. I'm I'm a US citizen trying to uh, you know, drop some Bitcoin to get some yield. Am I able to do that with you guys? uh you you can uh, you can but you need to use uh, a certain tunnel that begins with a v okay all right okay but you heard that it's definitely possible just don't tell just don't tell gary okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so so uh uh dave burrells so how, how do people get a hold of you so i'm on twitter uh d burrells is the the best way to get hold of me um and our website is yop.finance.finance Yop.finance. That's Y-O-P.finance. Uh, that's Dave. And then Burrells is B-U-R-R-E-L-L-S. You can also find them on LinkedIn as well. All right. Uh, for a bit about crypto, this is Dave Hampton, the RoboCruiter. Thank you so much. Eternally grateful here. Again, another great episode. Dave, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. Looking forward to having you back. Thank you.